KB Community Spotlight. Queensland Kettlebells is a friendly gym in East Brisbane practicing strength for life. Find out a little bit about what makes our awesome members tick, their hints, tips and why they do what they do. We have Glenn with us here today. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do during the week. Maybe what a normal day looks like for you, Glenn. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, 49 years old uh, and I'm what they call an endodontist and that's a, a dental specialist that just does root canal treatment. So uh, I run my own practice down at Camp Hill uh, and I work there four days a week, uh, Monday through Thursday. Uh, I'm not sure if I could do my job five days a week. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and generally I'm working between um, eight through five. Um, so the days are pretty busy when I'm there. Um, yeah. And... Uh, uh, I've been coming here to QKB, I think I had my first sessions here November or December last year. Oh, that's gone quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, what inspired you to become an endodontist? Uh, I, I sort of fell into dentistry out of high school. I yep. didn't know what I wanted to do, thought I wanted to do something vaguely medical, so I put down yeah. uh, medicine, dentistry and then vet science. Yeah. Uh, and at the time my T score was just short of getting into medicine, but I got direct entry into dentistry and I thought oh well I'll give this dentistry caper a go yeah. and found out I actually really liked it so then I started practicing as a general dentist for a few years and found out I had a, a particular skill and interest in doing root canal treatment and then I was lucky enough to get accepted back into the postgraduate specialist training program to do that so that I finished that in 1997 yeah. so from 98 till now uh, I've just been doing root canal treatment as a specialist yeah yeah okay so you were pitching pretty high because none of those None of those courses is particularly easy to get into. Uh, I, I was um, pretty much a teacher's pet all yep. the way through school. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, okay. How did you find out about our community, Glenn? Uh, I was um, at CrossFit for well, probably eight years. I started CrossFitting in 2008. Uh, and uh, so I was introduced to kettlebells and, and, and similar movements and weights through, through CrossFit. So I, I had heard about your, um, your gym for a little while yeah. um, and it's turned out that uh, my body's particularly prone to uh, breaking down if I do um, high impact sort of exercises. So uh, it took me eight years to work it out, but I, I found out that um, CrossFit just wasn't a good fit for, for my particular body type. So, yeah. uh, so I started looking around for uh, some exercise, because I needed exercise, um, that um, would help me to move but wouldn't... Um, shock load me like, sure. like some of the repetitive um, yeah. exercises that I was doing at my CrossFit gym. Um, so uh, so I, I think I drove past and saw the sign and it just triggered some latent memory in the back yeah. of my mind. So I did a little bit of online research, looked at your yeah. website uh, and then um, gave you a call. I think I messaged you through um, Facebook originally and, and yeah. described some of my particular um, shortcomings and then we actually came and had a cup of coffee, I'm pretty sure, and had a chat yeah. about it. Because yeah. Yeah. Um, you were... You're a, quite a good CrossFit. You were CrossFit Brisbane? Yeah, I was, I was um, yeah, I started uh, CrossFit Brisbane when there used to be six people in a class. Yeah. So when it was at Sasson's gym, so before yeah. Matt moved down to Clarence Street. So yeah. uh, I used to go to the 6am classes and I know that's a shock to you because you've never seen me at a morning <laughs> class here. Uh, yeah, so, so I, I was sort of through three iterations of Matt's gym. Yeah. 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 Um, 
I don't know if I was a good CrossFitter, but I was a, I was a regular attender there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that's what yeah. most of us are yeah. striving for from our clientele. Well, half the battle's turning up. You know, if, you, if you're turning oh. up, you're doing something good. So, if if you're turning up and you're not getting the outcomes that you're looking for, there's a high chance yeah. that it's my fault, not your fault. Yeah, I, I think look, the CrossFit thing. I, I, you know, I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with CrossFit. I just don't think it's a good match for me. So I don't want to. I don't want to yeah, say no. that CrossFit was bad. I don't think it is. I think it's, it's it's a great form of exercise, and I really enjoyed the um, community mindedness of it yeah. all. Um, but what I found with my particular shortcomings is I was having to modify all of the workouts, yeah. and then I wasn't really as much a part of the community because I was doing my own thing in the corner, yeah. which is what I had to do. Yeah. I completely understand that, but. Um, I lost maybe some of that um, enjoyment that I was getting when I was able to fully participate in all of the all of the activities. Yeah. yeah. No. Look, look, there are some fantastically run CrossFits yep. out there, and I, I think in terms in Brisbane, CrossFit Brisbane has the reputation as being just about the pick of the bunch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I uh, I actually experimented a few years ago with having people on individual programs in class. Oh yeah. So we'd have we might have twelve people in there, but there were with six groups of people working on their own individual goals. And, uh, and it was actually one of the least satisfying periods for everyone involved during our class because they just, they weren't journeying together yep. so much as journeying yep. at the same time. Yeah, that's, that's uh, like that community-mindedness I was talking about. Yeah. You know, like everyone doing the same workout, you know, you're, you're suffering or enjoying at the same time. And then, you know, when you finish at the same time, you know, you can talk about what you did. So yeah. that's good. And you can yeah. encourage each other while you're doing it. Yeah. Complain yeah. about how awful one particular exercise is. Yeah. Like crawling. Yeah. 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 People love crawling. <laughs> so, uh, I've got some some uh, some bean bags in the back of my car um, that I'm using for a, an event at my daughter's school tonight. Um, but those will be making their way in here, and they'll be making crawling more interesting as we go. Yeah, I'm not sure I want to know <laughs> much more about that. I always associated beanbags with slouching and relaxing, but it doesn't sound like that's what you put in mind. No, uh, like the little <laughs> tiny ones that they use oh, for kids. Oh, sorry, I was thinking, I was thinking <laughs> yeah. like the one you sit in front of a television in. Yeah, yeah. no, no, <laughs> smaller. Uh, what, what's the number one thing day to day that helps to make your life fantastic? Day to day, is coffee a good answer? Coffee's uh, great coffee's answer. Coffee's a great answer. Uh, <laughs> You know, I get asked about my work a lot, and, and it's interesting. I like my job, and when I'm at work, I don't feel like I need to be somewhere else, but when I'm at home, I don't feel like I need to go to work. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and I've chosen to work four days a week for, for many, many years as like a, a life-work balance, sure. and I think that works well for me um, because I get to enjoy things, and, and, and you know, perhaps I'd be have a bigger house or have a nicer car if I work five days a week but I'm not really too worried about that and I've got a happy family and I've got a happy wife so, um, so happy, that, happy wife happy life yeah yeah there's, there's definitely some truth <laughs> in that scene so um, yeah. yeah well look Rachel and I have always chosen to work jobs that suit our lifestyle because yep. um, at the end of the day you've got to do more than just pay lip service to family being a priority if it's going to be an yep. actual priority yeah yeah um I'm glad that we've had the freedom to do that. Um, you know, I know a lot of people end up in a situation where to pay for the house and pay for the car and pay for food. Yeah. Both couple, both people in the couple need to work, and we've been very fortunate that life's, you know, dealt us a hand where we don't have to do that. Yeah, I'm certainly in the same boat. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, 
tell us about your athletic background. Oh, I don't know if athlete's a word that I would instantly associate <laughs> with myself. Um, I've, I've probably, I don't, I don't know, I've, I've, I've had, uh, I was for a long time interested in martial arts. So I, I did uh, Taekwondo for many years. So mm -hmm. I was a black belt in Taekwondo. Sure. And then uh, uh, after I'd finished my master's, program I felt that I was getting uh, a little uh, rounder around the middle than I liked so I went and revisited um, martial arts again and I started back with Hapkido because it was something familiar with the Taekwondo but it also had that aspect of joint locking and, sure. and throws and stuff so I thought that was pretty interesting and then the Hapkido instructor made the mistake of taking us to an Aikido demonstration okay. and then I never went back to Hapkido <laughs> and I uh, did Aikido uh, down at Yoshinkan Aikido down at West End um, yeah. and, and I did that for oh, probably, probably three or four years so okay. I got to got to brown belt there uh, and then my children started getting born yeah. uh, and then that changed pretty dramatically so I've got three boys, I've got uh, uh, Sam's my oldest, he's now 18 uh, and then I've got twin boys as well, and they're two and a half years younger. So at the time when I was at Yoshinkan Aikido, I had three children under two and a half, yeah. and it became um, a bit unsustainable for me to head out sure. you know, three, four nights a week and, and go to Aikido. So, so that sort of went by the wayside for quite a while. Um, the whole time when I was doing that, I was also involved in, um, in the Australian Rally Championship. So yeah. I've been a, a navigator uh, co-driver we call them now in the Australian Rally Championship for the last uh, 19 years. I'm on yep. a bit of a sabbatical. Theoretically. So, yeah, theoretically <laughs> on a sabbatical. So uh, so I've been very lucky in that um, career, for want of a better word, of rally co-driving where I've been involved with factory rally teams since 2005. So yep. I've co-driven for uh, Mitsubishi, uh, Honda uh, and Citroen. Yeah. Uh, and also in uh, factory supported uh, mini as well. So, and, and during that time, I was lucky enough to win three Australian rally championships as a co-driver, uh, and have the record for the most consecutive wins. Yeah, yeah. So we were my uh, previous driver Eli and I. We won uh, 12 rounds in the Australian Rally Championship back to back. So that was two full seasons in a row. So we were un undefeated for two yeah, years. That's uh, not bad. Uh, so that was 2012, 2013. So yeah, that's. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> um, and in there, there's a little bit of fencing. Oh yeah, yeah. I had to play play around with fencing. I took yeah. my kids there initially um, to because uh, I wanted to find an activity for them. And I thought, well, young boys must like poking each other with swords. So we went yeah. along and did that. And, and surprisingly, it didn't really gel with them. But I I liked it quite mm. a lot. Um, and then uh, we we sort of left that. And then when before I came to uh, QKB, I started looking for activities that I'd find interesting. So I went back to fencing. And was really enjoying it, but once again, the um, the the curse of shock impact and, and all the lunging um, just didn't didn't work well with my knees, and sure. ended up with a little um, meniscal tear that needed a repair. Yeah. And then I thought, well, you know, that's not sustainable if I keep doing that. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's uh, and then you're also a weightlifting coach. Oh, yeah. So so this <laughs> so following uh, CrossFit Brisbane. Um, I thought it'd be a good thing for my children to, to get involved in, in some weightlifting. So yeah. I knew Miles Waddell, who's uh, the Australian Olympic weightlifting coach, because uh, he was a member at CrossFit Brisbane with me at the same time. So yeah. I went down to uh, Cougars Weightlifting Gym at, uh, at Chandler. Uh, yeah. Great, great, great venue if mm. uh, anyone wants to get involved with Olympic weightlifting. Yeah. Uh, good, good environment for children as well. Uh, so we went down there and had all my boys lifting, which was really good. And, yeah. and at the time we did that, I did a, a level one in strength and conditioning and yeah. then also uh, became a state level 
um, uh, referee for Queensland okay. weightlifting. Yeah. Uh, and once again, curse of the knees uh, <laughs> with um, snatching and uh, and the jerk uh, the split rather uh, sure. was just too much. So I had to let that go, unfortunately. So fair enough. Do you have a specific goal in life at the moment? Mm. Look, I don't really think so. I think I think um, you, you know I don't. You know, like we've got a house, we've got a business, we've got healthy, happy kids. Sure. Uh, I've got a good relationship with my wife. Uh, so, you know, I don't really have a have a major yeah. goal. You know, like sure. we're, we're we're paying the bills, we're we're having holidays, we're having fun. Um, so it, it's all pretty good at the moment. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, so more of the same, I guess. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. so. Look, I'm pretty happy with where things are at the moment. Like as a as a whole, our family really likes skiing as well. So, so sure. we managed to get away once a year. For a ski trip, and uh, the boys think that's the best family holidays ever. Sue yeah. would like to sit on a beach. Sure. Uh, the boys don't like that. The boys <laughs> like the skiing holiday. Yeah. I must admit, I like it as well because you're there with something to do. Sure. So, uh, Where's the best place you've gone to ski? Best place skiing? Oh, um, it's a good question. For for good snow, Nisiko in mm-hmm. Japan, but yeah. it's it's getting really really crowded there. Yeah. Um, full of Australians. Full of Australians, yeah. Full of young Australians that like buying cheap alcohol at night. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, so the last couple of times we, we skied uh, on the mainland in Japan uh, and we really enjoyed that because we've had like a little bit of a week's trip to check out some places in sure. Japan and then do some skiing. I, I prefer the smaller resorts uh, yeah. rather than those really big hectic ones. Sure. Uh, I, I'm not an off-piece guy. Uh, I can get down a black run, not very pretty, but my, my, uh, my go-to happy spots um, just cruising down blue runs. Sure. So, um, yeah. so yeah, so there's plenty of resorts that can fill, fit the bill for that. Yeah. yeah. What was the last book you read? Last book I read? Oh, my goodness. Uh, oh, it, had, it would have been the Game of Thrones series. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. what was the best thing about it? What, what drew you to that series? Well, I started, I started watching the television series and I didn't know about the, the book. Okay. So I watched the, I was a little bit late to the series. I, it was probably like season three or something by the time I sure. got onto it. And then I watched the first season and thought that was pretty good. And then I went, okay, I'll read the book. And then I found the book a little bit disturbing because of the age of some of the people and the activities they're involved sure. in. Sure. <laughs> and the endless descriptions of food by the author. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Paragraphs and paragraphs about, in minute detail, about what everyone was eating. But, uh, but you know, the, his story crafting and his, you know, the way he could set up a storyline in the first book and then three books later have it come yeah. to fruition. I thought that's, that's a pretty great skill to have as an author. So. Yeah, I've deliberately avoided those because there's not currently a conclusion to it. No, no, no. The and TV series is ahead of the book. So yeah, yeah, and so I just, yeah, I don't know if I can do that for a, if I'm going to read through eight or six or whatever the, the number of books is, quite sizable books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then find myself frustratedly waiting for more. Yeah, yeah. I hope he doesn't die before he finishes the series. <laughs> Because I would like to read it, but I want to read it as a chunk. Yeah, yeah, fair cool, fair cool. Um, yeah. What's your favourite food? Favourite food? Uh, I've actually got a really broad palate. Um, I, I don't know if I'd go as far as saying I've got a, a, a favourite food. Um, what I'm, what I'm do a, you hanker for on a regular basis ooh, right now? Ooh. Oh, well, right now it's mid-morning, so I haven't really <laughs> developed a, a hankering yet. Um, it, I must admit, a really nicely piece of steak's terrific yeah. uh, but I was uh, overseas just recently and we we're in uh, Croatia um, and I had never been to that part of the world before and that Mediterranean Italian inspired 
cuisine was really good. Mm. Um, favourite meal I had there was just char grilled squid. Like simple, super simple char grilled squid. It was just amazing. Fresh as? Fresh as, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. But I like um, red wine, cheese, which is all bad stuff for me. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, now, we've covered it a little bit, but what are. I know you've still got other hobbies that we haven't oh, heard about. Yeah. Yeah, I have this um, alternative uh, world <laughs> that I try to keep separate. I guess it's out in the open now. Uh, <laughs> So I, um, I, I do a lot of, uh, in my spare time at night, uh, tabletop wargaming. So about six years ago, my oldest son, Sam, went to a, no, it's probably seven years now, went to a friend's house and uh, his friend was involved with what they call Warhammer 40K. It's like um, little science fiction space marines and they've got spaceships and stuff. And, and you move these models around on the table and you fight on the table. And it's yeah. on like a six foot by four foot tabletop. Sure. Um, big table. Yeah, big table, yeah. It's so, a door. Yep. Just about? Yeah. A bit bigger than a door? Yeah, about that size, yeah. yeah. I think, think good-sized dining room table. Yeah. Um, so Sam went over to uh, his friend Luke's house. They went into the store that sold it, did a beginner's day. He came back with a really badly painted model. Sure. And then I said, well, what did you think about it? And he said, oh, I liked it. He said, but they had another version there, which was a fantasy one, like Lord of the Rings style. Um, and he said, I like that much better. And I said, well, do you think you want to play it? And he goes, yeah, I'd like to. So we went down following week and we bought the beginner starter set sure. uh, and then it just progressed from there so um, so we, we played uh, amongst ourselves and then we started um, going to a few of the little in-store tournaments and then I met a friend of mine um, Haig uh, who uh, is a very very good player and uh, believe it or not they have an Australian championship for it and yeah. he's been twice the Australian champion sure. so he sort of took me under his wing and, and we started playing regularly and then I got to a point where I was a much better player and this year uh, you, you'll all start laughing there's actually an Australian team for the game that I play and then there's a world championship which is why I was in Croatia so um, so I, I managed to get into the Australian team we went to Croatia for the world championships and, and we we're pretty happy we came sixth out of 36 countries eight players per team so it was a good result for, for a little Australia tucked away on the other side of the world and does your boy still play? Yeah, he does. So Sam's yeah. actually really good. So yeah. in uh, in two weeks' time, we're going down to Sydney for the Australian Masters Championship. And yeah. both Sam and I have qualified for that. So they take the top 16 players in the country. Okay. Uh, so it's Masters as in like the tennis Masters, not like the... Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So you'll become the master of your domain, yeah. of, of the universe of not, Australia. Not Masters like Masters Athletics. No, no. Not as, as in like you're old it's as in if you win the the australian masters you are the champion of australia yeah so yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. so sam's in the top 16 as well yeah correct correct fantastic yeah, yeah, yeah he was actually just outside but what they do is they invite the top 16 and if people can't attend or don't want to it goes down so yeah. he managed to get in on second round offer yeah bit, oh, like, me, bit mean, like me in dentistry yeah. And I'm assuming that with the scoring system, if he can knock a couple of people off at the Masters, then that will push him up potentially into the top 16. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so they use a, um, they have a ranking system that runs mm. through the through the year. So when the Masters tournament happens, they reset the ranking system. Okay. So, so basically, there's tournaments that you can play throughout the year around Australia that you can qualify for. Yeah. And depending on your finishing position in those tournaments. You get yeah. X number of points, and then that ends up on the rankings table. Yeah. yeah. Is it a bit like tennis, where you hold your points until that tournament the following year? Uh, so the way, 
So they've got an, an algorithm that um, weights your score depending upon how high you finished and how many players were in the tournament. Yeah. So if you're playing a little 10-man tournament you get and you win that, you get a lot less than if you win a 100-man tournament. Sure. So, um, and it keeps your top three scores. Yeah. So your top three scores are, are yeah, okay. what keeps you on the table there. So you can do 20 tournaments, but only your top three count. So. Okay, well, which is nice for people who yeah, don't have travel. the time to commit Correct. for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, why do you choose to train here? Well, I think, uh, firstly, going back to what I said, I was looking for uh, an exercise that I'd enjoy, That because if you don't enjoy it, you won't turn up. Yeah. So, so you need to like it. Uh, I wanted something that would get me moving, because I know from my particular work and the postures I need to have at work and doing that for a long time, yeah. I've, it, it's created some issues in my you know, shoulders, upper body, um, which I need to work around and need to improve. Sure. Uh, and I need to avoid the high impact stuff. And then the fact that you're like 500 meters from my house. That's helpful. Is big, yeah. <laughs> a big help as well. So I can finish work at five and then be here for the 5.30 class. Um, yeah. Uh, so that, for me, that's convenient because, you know, if, if I had to drive, you know, um, uh, 45 minutes an hour out of my way, then it's much more difficult yeah, to, to make it happen. Yeah. 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 Uh, now, if you could have a superpower, Ooh. what would it be? Ooh. A superpower? Regeneration would be great, so I can do away with these knocked around joints. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a good power. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah maybe, maybe like maybe like Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So when I hurt myself, I just repair. Yeah. Uh, that also kind of keeps you young for the rest of your yeah. rest yeah, of eternity. I don't, I don't know well. if that's such a good thing. I'm actually enjoying getting older because yeah. I've stayed young at heart. I like to think, but yeah. I'm, I'm older and a little bit wiser. So maybe maybe staying young is not a great thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Young joints. Targ targeted uh, healing. How's that? Targeted yeah, yeah. healing. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, in terms of upcoming events now, so that's that's the majority of what we we tend to ask. But upcoming oh, yeah. events coming up, uh, I've will be releasing tickets for Dan John on Monday, which is uh, nice. And then we've got the barbell certification for Strong First next year and a couple of kettlebell certifications at the end of the year. Nothing super near in terms of the events that, uh, that we'll talk about here. Barbell certification sounds amazing. Yeah, it should be very cool. Yeah. Um, powerlifting more than yeah, lifting. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Lifting heavy things, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, things that we talked about this episode. So we talked about the tabletop gaming, which is no longer Warhammer. No, no. So it's it's actually a community-driven game now. So Warhammer yeah. died. Yeah. Warhammer Fantasy is what I was playing, and the company that produced it decided they didn't want to support that game anymore. Sure. But there's enough players worldwide that they wanted to keep playing it. Yeah. So uh, a bunch of uh, prominent players, um, mostly based in Sweden, yeah. of all places, decided, well, let's just write our own rules that's similar to similar but not infringing the intellectual sure. property <laughs> yeah. of. Uh, previous ones so so those rules are all freely available online so so if someone was wanting to play that locally where would they go uh yeah so so a couple of people play at some of the local gaming stores and stuff um yeah. we run I, I actually help to organize most of the tournaments in yeah. in brisbane sure. so we run um you know probably three or four tournaments a year here in brisbane yeah. um most people are playing sort of just 
with their friends and stuff. Yeah. Uh, usually, um, it, it seems to be pretty normal to drink a beer or two while sure. you're playing as well. So it tends to be quite a social little game. So someone was interested in, in having a play with that and releasing their inner nerd, then they're yeah. always free to get in touch with me here and I'll... Um, point them in the right direction or even um, run them through a game. Sure. So, yeah. Okay, well, yeah. look, that, that's probably probably the way to go for our local folk. If yeah. you if you aren't local and you want to find out more about it, send me an email um, at one of the, the email addresses attached to the website and I'll yep. put you in touch with Glenn. Fantastic. Um, and that's, that's kind of the majority of what we've covered. Uh, normally I'd summarise the episode at this point, but I feel like we've done that fairly effectively. So uh, thank you for your time, Glenn. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, if you like what we do, please follow the podcast on iTunes, like our Facebook page and get in touch. And if you don't, please flick me an email to help get better. Um, thank you very much, and I'll see everyone theoretically next week. It could be a month based on current form. Um,